All right, and I think uh, Josh from Chef Beers is going to give us a twisted tea tip. So here's Josh with just the tip. Come to uh, come to BC's Bottle Lodge Montgomery, and you guys can serve your own beer. Josh's twisted tea tips of the day. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to Truth Beer and Podsequences. So this is the podcast where my co-host and I listen to all the Cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts from the previous week. We get together here at our podcast host, BC's Bottle Lodge Montgomery, and give our version of the truth of how those podcasts went. Hopefully there aren't too many consequences from the hosts of the other shows. So far, so good. I am Marco. I'm a brewer and a bartender here locally, and I'm about to introduce the best co-host in Podcastlandia. I'm Julia. You didn't actually introduce me. I still had to introduce myself. That's actually <laughs> but part hey, of the fun. But hey, it's that's, all good. That's the good. It's all good. joke, actually. I love it. I love it so much. I am Julia, and I am a drinker of all of the craft beer in the Cincinnati area. I like to write funny things about Beer Vent, which heads up to all of you Beer Vent lovers. Beer Vent pre-sale is happening July the 1st at the Higher Gravity website, so oh, check it out. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah go and, to the website. Don't don't show up and ask. Yeah, don't yeah, they're they're not they're not going to know what what to do. There's they a, they there's could there's but, email things and things like that. Like yeah. you need to yeah, it's better to just buy it on the yes. website. And you heard a third voice you coming across the radio radio waves, the podcast waves. Yeah. The microwaves. It's basically radio. It's radio. It's radio that you can repeat play whenever you want to. Who do we have joining us tonight? Yes, I am Joe. I am the co-host of the Craft Parenting Podcast with my wife, Caroline. I'm sorry. How do you say that again? Caroline. Excellent. Uh, he's also the um, Michael Jackson of German dancing. <laughs> he is such the German dancing legend. That in countries across the pond, across the ocean, they just they cannot wait for you to come back. I heard that on a <laughs> on a recent episode of this podcast that I listened to. Well, Joe, thank you so so much for being thank here you. with us, yes. Caroline. For, I'm sorry, Caroline. Thank you for watching the kids and letting Joe uh, come out of the basement to yes. hang out and drink with us for the night. Joe yeah. flung the door open. <laughs> he just ran and started dancing. It was almost like river dance, but German dancing. You're like, oh shit, that's the Michael Jackson of German dancing. And I am wearing a later hosen too. Ah, he is. Yes, he, he walked is. in, yeah. and I mean, the live it stream was... members there. They're right there. there. They're right there. Oh, they're right there. Okay, they can. Uh, they can see. You know, Julia Marco. On the way here, I passed a tow truck. Uh oh. And the poor driver was crying his eyes out. Why? Well, he must have been headed for a breakdown. <laughs> We we were hoping so bad that you would have dad jokes for us. <laughs> and you are starting this episode off amazing. Holy shit. I love it. I love right. that so much. <laughs> but yeah, so to, to try to like rein in this this cacophony of just awesomeness. Yeah. We are it, all things considered a craft beer podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, and thank you. Uh, of course, to Damn. everyone who's been around for a while, I truly appreciate your listenership. Thank you to all the new listeners. And, Julia, as you were saying, no craft beer podcast would be a good one 
without craft beer, right? It's true. Yeah. So um, what are you drinking, Julia? <laughs> so, um, or what are you eating, Julia? <laughs> <laughs> so our, our amazing podcast host, BC's Bottle Lodge Montgomery, this past weekend was Father's Day weekend. Uh-huh. They had a whole event where a whole event where they smoked a hog. Dad, or I'm sorry, dad smokes and pig jokes is how I want to say it. That's good. But producer Brian. No, that's beat, your truth. It is my truth. And producer Brian, who does not listen to any podcast, can suck it because he <laughs> wanted to make sure that I said it correctly every single time. But he's not suck here. Suck it, Brian. Yeah, come on, Brian. Um, but no, they still had some some <laughs> smoked pork and barbecue left. And so producer Ben, who is, I'm going to say it, the best producer of all the producers. Ooh, there we go. Because he gave me Do food. Do you know what the BNBC stands for? Ben. No, suck and it. Ben, oh, <laughs> suck it. Um, but a, but aside from this plate of of smoked pork and barbecue sauce that I I will dig into momentarily, I am drinking a pineapple variant of pound sign hashtag whatever depending on how old you are. No filter from Grainworks. So pound sign no filter pineapple variant Grainworks Brewing. It's fucking great. I love it. It is very good. Joe, what are what are you drinking? Normally we let the guests kind of start with this, but um, because I had a plate of food in my face, you <laughs> threw me under the bus there. No, no, no that's that's fine. Fine. <laughs> I'm also drinking a Greenworks beer. Um, it's the Hellas Real. It's a Hellas Lager, 4.7%, and it is delicious, especially because it is freaking hot oh out. Oh my god, it's so hot out there. It is very warm, but it's not as humid. As it was last week. Oh, no. that that. I'm I'm not saying it's it's was, comfortable out there, rough. but it's at least a tiny smidgen better. Right. Yeah. And I am having a uh, Kurz banquet with? with a lime blocks. Blocks is the way to do your beer <laughs> if you don't have enough variants in your beer already. So I have. You know what? I bet the either lime or strawberry blocks would amplify the yeah. pineapple in this. Maybe I'll have, uh, once I kind of drink down a little bit, maybe I'll have producer Ben break out another Blocks for that me might be because good. Blocks is awesome. Blocks, please uh, sponsor an episode. Yeah, or, two. or show up to BC's and be on, on the show with us. Show we would up, love that. be if on you wanna, the pod, and sponsor. Yes, or if you would like to just support the show in any way shape or form you can do that by liking subscribing sharing reviewing all of that good stuff follow us on social media we are at truth beer pod everywhere you can email us truthbeerpod at gmail.com and if you would like to monetarily donate to us to help us upgrade our equipment get closer to video content and to buy more blocks you can do that at truthbeerpod.com julia marco before we move on you will sure. notice that in all your platinum Patreon, Patreon video on the live stream. Yes. You'll notice that I have grown some facial hair. You have recently. You have. I didn't recognize you I when knew you came it was in. Gonna happen. So between they the facial hair and the lead, between the facial hair and the leader hosen, I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. Um, you know, I didn't like my beard at first, but then it grew on. <laughs> He's here all day, folks. So this try this the, is try the special. I'm just going to say, this is the only reason we wanted you on the show, because we were lacking in dad jokes, and this is yeah. spectacular. This is so good. <laughs> I love it. All right, y'all, watch out. Jay's all right, okay, so let me, let me see if I can rein in all the cats. This is a podcast about other beer podcasts, other Cincinnati craft beer podcasts. So let's go through the list of what yes. came out this past week, okay. see what we all listened to. And figure out what we're going to talk about first. Okay. 
Shift Beers, one of the most ridiculous fun shows. I don't. Did you listen, Marco, or were you more involved with this episode? Yes. This week. All right, Joe. Yeah. Shift I, Beers. I, I heard about. That. I heard that. All the, right. the most e- recent episode. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hustle and Brews. We finally got a new Hustle and Brews. I know that Matt was going through just a whole bunch of stuff, which is perfectly fine, but very excited to see another episode come out. Uh, Joe, did you happen to catch that one? I missed that one. Okay. Okay. Well, we will have you make up some stuff about it while we oh, while yeah, we go over for it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Marco, you I did. with that? Yeah, I listened to it. Yep. Excellent. So, Joe, this is one. This is a really, really cool one that I don't know if you've ever heard of before. So, if you haven't heard it, that's cool. Okay. Craft Parenting Podcast. Craft Parenting Podcast. Isn't this the best name? That's a good name. It's a really good name for a podcast. Have you? I hear they have a guy who does a website and Mm -hmm. he does all the technical work. But no, I've never heard of that. I never heard an episode. There are two people that. drink beer and have a parenting problem or oh, something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that sounds, sounds familiar. Really cool. Okay, yeah. so so you haven't listened to the episode. No, I have not. All right, well, that'll be fun. Marco, do two, you... Two episodes that he hasn't there listened we... to. I'm telling you know the right what? week to be I'm here. telling you, it's also, this is going to be great. The Okay, here we go. Get ready, guys. The Cincinnati Brewcast. All right, drink. We got a drink. Oh, okay, cheers. Pros. Did that one on purpose, guys, with uh, Chef Tony. Did you guys both catch uh, catch that one? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I did. I, I got that one. All right. And then I know we always said that Shift Beers was our favorite show to recap. This one may have overwritten them for me. Bruce Sky's Happy Hour. We got a new episode. Oh, it's amazing. Okay, so I you listen. listen. I did. I really enjoy this podcast. Oh, my God. It's so good. They have such good chemistry. It is so good. And they have amazing chemistry. And the guests that they have been able to get on their show are ridiculous absolutely ridiculous yeah and yeah. as a home brewer who hasn't home brewed in over a year <laughs> because of kids yeah. um it's, it, it's it amazing was really the good. guests they get Damn i'm glad kids. that yeah. after we were too busy to get those guests on our pod that they right. were able to get them on right. bruce guy's happy hour so that was absolutely our plan but you know i mean we just we just didn't have the time with all the other podcasts to review to get these heavy hitters on our show right so joe as the guest what podcast would you like to start off with on our on our recap? Let's switch it up. Can we do shift beers first? Start with shift. Hell sure. yeah, absolutely. Sure. It was kind of a short, sure. it was a short episode. Pick. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, it was. Uh, episode 85, Holy BC's Batman was the title. So you'll never guess where they recorded this episode at. Uh, Higher Gravity Summit Park. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So the entire gang showed up at BC's one day and ran into... Our favorite podcast host, the no. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, my son, Vincent. Mark, Vincent. <laughs> Vincent is the soda crusher. Vincent is freaking awesome. Yeah. I miss seeing him around here. Uh, but no, you were you were hanging out here. They showed up. They had some new tech that they wanted to test out. And lo and behold, we got a slightly shorter than normal episode of Shift Beers, but still an good. incredibly fun episode of Shift Beers. You know, this episode had one of my least favorite guests on the show. <laughs> um, and obviously I'm talking about Chris. Yes, I mean, right. who? Exactly. That he's, guy. He's back from vacation. That guy, he is. Yeah. He is. And he tries to make it all about him all the time. <laughs> that stupid looking mohawk. Did he did he have that when he was here on uh, on Friday recording or is that no, brand no, it's new? No, fresh mohawk. All right, so try to find a picture of Chris online somewhere. He now is rocking a hawk. 
Yeah. Is that what the, that what the kids say? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Back in the hall. Um, uh, when I first tuned in, I thought I was listening to the wrong show. Uh, I yes. mean, it, it was very, very, very easy mistake to make. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, the intro sounded very similar right. to ours. Or so. to the beginning of a 70s porn. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what they were going for. I was gonna, I've never I, seen a 70s porn. I was going to call <laughs> them out for like IP rises, theft. <laughs> Hair everywhere. Just everywhere. <laughs> literally. So, <laughs> so it sounds like from the episode that disc golf is both Chris and Danny from Saunders Stories Kryptonite. Like it's one of those things where they just can't can't hack it. It it's just brings them down every single time. Yeah, it's weird because they both show up, you know, with with the bag with like twenty discs. Yes. So I mean, you yes, think they did. a backpack's worth? You know, they, you think they're like they immediately give off uh, expert. And then I guess, um, I guess <laughs> and being then they outside throw the, is kryptonite or something. I don't well, know. Well, then they throw the disc and they just can't find it. So they just have to keep buying more discs <laughs> over and over and over. I mean, that's how I play. Isn't, is that what, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, is they, there like a beginner set at Costco with like 20 different discs? Probably. <laughs> probably the Costco special. Right. The Crisco special. Sixtals. Sixtals and Slowpore Relay Race. Uh-huh. Yep. That's something that you guys talked about. Just con- just keeping those taps running, just glass after glass, you never stop pouring. How long would it take if you had the right team together to blow that keg? I think it's a challenge that uh, the podcasters of Cincinnati I should think, I think take it's a great, on. I think it's a great I idea. It's awesome. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And, of course, we'd all do it responsibly, uh, except for Josh. Could do uh, a, a charity thing. Kick the cake yes. charity. Yeah. Yes. 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 That would be yes. fantastic. To the underperforming uh, disc golf association. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, who could drink who under the table, Joe? Mm. Uh, you were Caroline. Ooh, um, our tolerance has deeply gone for, way for down. People. So you're saying the kids would be drinking you guys under the table? <laughs> I mean, we can still drink. Um, we are professional You're still drinkers. German. Yeah, you're we're still, still you're still there. Hell yeah. Um, but Hell yeah. I don't know if I can do 126 points. Who? Well, I mean, we're not asking you to do 126 well, points on your own. That's the genius about a relay. It's one of those. It, yeah. There may be 100. How many pints are in a typical sixtal, Marco? As the professional brewer amongst us? Oh shit! Just average. Just average. <laughs> ask, oh. ask Make up a number. Make up uh, what is our? I truth? think it's about 124 for half barrel. Okay. So you get you got to divide that by three. That's math. So that'd be 40 or 50 ish <laughs> something yeah. okay. random. Sure. I'm thinking 12 divided by three, and All that's right. 40. Or well, let's go with 120. That. Sure. So that actually, if 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 a six hole is roughly, we'll just say 50 pints. We'll just round up. We'll make it a bigger number and. Check our math and add us at Truth Beer Pod or don't because you just heard me say we don't actually do math on this show. Right. That, if you have just say a six person team, that's not, depending on the amount of time yeah. that you have. So let's just say BC's open to close, three ish to nine ish. We'll just use the weekday hours, yeah. not a weekend hour. That would be entirely possible. 
We'd all have bad days the next day, probably. Uh, Maybe. Some of us. Some of us. Some I mean, of us some would of us handle it better day. than others. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. That depends on the beer, though, right? And that, too. Right. That, too. If it's something that's on the slow pour tab, it would probably probably be Pilsner, some type of a lager, that type of thing. Well, something easy drinking is what we'd want right. to go with, right? I mean, right. and... and uh, you know, we don't want it to be all uh, heavy, high ABV, or have lactose. I mean, we want to make it even <laughs> you're, across the board. You're not looking board. for the Alexandria Brewing 14% IPA that they're going to be releasing later this summer. Oh, I bet I'd crush that. I mean, well, but a whole six eleven as a relay race? Not by myself. There you yeah, go. Yeah, with a team. There you go. Let's see. What else was there? Uh, Josh censored, when he was editing this episode, a whole lot about PBR, it sounded like. Every time you guys started talking about PBR... There was a there was a beep. There yeah. was a sensor mark. Yeah, there so was, there was makes some, me very curious. There, there was some discussion that we just I, I'm sure Josh just felt it was better off not out in the public. And you know what? It's, fair. it's, it's, it's responsible podcasting. Right? I just figured it's I'd like, poke fun at it. Yeah, it's all good. I did say good. that in my notes that they had a potty mouth in this episode. <laughs> yeah, bleeping out a bunch. It's like, my God, what are they saying that they should not be saying? Right. On I almost said on the radio. It's close again enough. on the Mexican radio. It's fine. I'm old. It's good. The Mexican it's, radio. It's I've never cool. heard that before. All right. So this is this is my fact check moment of the episode where I was screaming into the air while you guys were all talking about Jurassic Park. Oh, I want to know if we have the same thing. Jeff Goldblum. No. Oh, Brad, Brad okay, cool. Bellflower. So two things, two things. So Jeff Goldblum did not lose his leg in the original Jurassic Park. It was cut, and he had to put a tourniquet on his own leg when they found him and picked him up off the ground. Yeah. So there was no leg loss. There was no need for him to have a cane or any type of walking assistance apparatus in the newest Jurassic Park that came out. So I just wanted to make sure that I know that was probably bugging all of the Shift Beers folks and you, Marco. What happened to Jeff Goldblum in that very first Jurassic I, Park? I haven't slept a full night uh, since then. Since then, yeah. So I appreciate you sharing that. And You're now welcome. hopefully I could uh, sleep better. Good. Yeah, nope. Jeff Goldblum is fine. He oh, didn't get good. hurt at all. Well, good. he got hurt. Well, but it wasn't anything to where he lost a limb or right. life or yeah. anything like that. Right, right. Anyone that got attacked by a dinosaur in Jurassic Park, they they pretty much died. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure his super Spoilers. young, like, 30-something-year-old wife uh, is very happy that <laughs> he didn't lose any limbs. So before, so before we get into the meat of what they of the, the theme of this episode, meat. Joe, did you have any other comments on j- drinking, which took up more than half of the episode as usual? Well, it was only a, it was a shorter episode. It was a shorter too. episode, yeah. but it was still over half. I have j- two drinking. points. It's, which that's, is fine. Uh, that's par for the course. <laughs> I was going to say spoiler spoiler alert for the new Jurassic Park movie. Mm-hmm. And no theater beers. This is true. No, he did. He did. Uh, he. Oh, was that one of the censored? Uh, I don't remember. They, I think, I forget where they talked about it, I, I, but he did. He had theater beers. Uh, he okay. snuck them in in his cargo pants. <laughs> cargo pants are the way to go. And in the drinking, I was very impressed by your, by Marco's uh, beer diversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the diversity that I had there. Yep. <laughs> And uh, I was trying to, I was trying to pair it also to, um, <laughs> the time frame, you know. It's like, hey, what'd you have? And it's like, well, I'll tell you a little bit about what I had over the past few days. Gave them my uh, 
gave them, you know, my uh, my rundown, uh, pared down a little bit. So, but yeah, so you can go listen to the episode, and then you can um, listen to my diverse list of, yeah. of, of beers. Um, and I try to be efficient as well. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's it was very efficient. I liked it. So the meat of the show, which I, it sounded like it was decided after you all were here. <laughs> it was and absolutely decided at the table the as we were recording. That's awesome. You guys decided to do kind of a contest where everyone goes to the cooler here at BC's Bottle Lodge Montgomery yep. and pick out what you think is going to be the best beer as voted on by everyone else in attendance. Right. And there was a lot. There, there was actually a really good variety of beers yeah. and, and not beers yes, even that was, that was selected. Uh, there was there was an IPA. There was a Geist Tea. There was a Goza, uh, a double IPA. You picked probably the best one, not to us, right? but the best one to everyone else. Uh, so did you want to talk about... I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily give away what everyone brought because I want people to listen to this episode. It was like a thirty-seven minute episode or forty right. minute episode. You have time to listen to shift beer. Yeah, take the time. But and the beer that you picked is one that we have had on the show twice. Twice. Everyone else's thoughts on it were very different than yours and mine, which I found surprising. Uh, I was surprised as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's fine because it. it played into uh, exactly what we were doing yeah sure and (laughs) as soon as he as soon as he uh, josh decided you know ship beers and everybody decided all right Mm. we're gonna just we're just gonna say go and run to the cooler did you go one at a time or did you all go over at the same time no it it was like it was like a a breaking a huddle in football it's like all right ready break gotcha so So, you were pushing each other over fighting over the yeah but as soon as he said i was like nope there's one in the cooler. I know what I'm getting. Do they still <laughs> have that here? I don't know. I can't I didn't see look. from this angle. If they I didn't do, look. Joe, have you if, had it before? If they do, we not. should. If oh, they do, if they then do we need have to. It, then you yeah. should experience it. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about about kind of the the unintentional theme of the show? I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I, I had in my notes that it was basically a guest station single episode. True. But, <laughs> On steroids. Elevated, yeah, yes. Elevated, yeah. yes. Yeah. Elevated gas station elevated singles at yeah. <laughs> For sure. There wasn't elevated. any Four loco. No. 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 The, you know. And to Michael from Adina, who I know Adina supports, or, you know, supplies a lot of the beers here to BC's, when we say it's a gas station single episode, we mean that in the best way possible, because the beers yeah. that you guys bring into this place are amazing. I was looking. Yeah. <laughs> I was and, very impressed. And yeah. they probably deliver to several uh, gas stations. That Quite, lean yeah. into craft, craft true, beer. True, very true. I mean, you've got g- gas stations now with you know with twelve growler bars and growler, yeah, yeah growler the marathon, bars. White Oak Marathon, White Oak Marathon, shout yeah, the, um, the uh, a marathon stop on Fields Ertle. Yeah. yeah, they have, I mean, they have pint nights and shit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Jeff's Marathon, which I be- I haven't been to since new ownership took over on Bridgetown. I but my I, God, they always had absolutely amazing. I've been once yeah. and it was. It was kind of sad. So actually. maybe it was after ownership Uh-oh. change. Yeah, right. it was. Well, it, it was definitely after the ownership. Gotcha. Change. Well, that's sad. That's it. So gas, yeah. gas, gas station singles do not have to be bad beers because no, no, gas stations no, are. No. That was they my are point part of the all, craft yeah. market. Right. Right. I mean, it's something to where they're actually putting an effort to bring beer drinkers into their space. So you fill up your your car. 
you go inside to pay and you go, well, shit, I'm going to get, you know, a six pack of this, you know, Rheingeist release that is a week old at <laughs> most. I only had two other notes about this episode of Ship Beers before we get into the most important part of the Ship Beers recap. So, Joe, what else did you have before we... I have one one thing. Yes. I said, basically, there was... I said, it's, it, it seemed like that there was a dinosaur here at BC's Bottle Lodge. Uh, and it was... Was it something like a... Was it a promotion or something for Jurassic Park or what? Oh, in the background? <laughs> yeah, in the, background. the whole episode, there was definitely a lot of noise in the background. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, they were trying out new new equipment, new stuff, which, yeah. you know, picks up a lot more sound, yeah. but it very well that was a, a, It sounded like a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. There's a Vincent, Vincentosaurus. Vincentosaurus. <laughs> it uh, lives off of uh, sodas. The soda crusher. Yeah, it's Cra- a soda craft crusher. Soda. Craft sodas. Craft soda crusher. So yeah, that he uh, the, the there was a uh, a source here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, the last two notes that I had. Apparently there was a blowtorch present here there at PCs. So if they don't start poking our beers with a hot poker, I'm gonna be mad. They need to get just, a poker. Just saying that they need to get a poker. Hire gnome part time to just show up during certain <laughs> yeah. hours to just poke people's beers. I don't, I yeah, mean. Yeah, just set them up. You can yeah, set them up. Yeah, set up a little booth right over there, right, yeah, right like, by the garage doors. And yeah. just say, you know, direct to him, like, hey, for an additional yeah. five bucks, right. I will poke whatever beer you bring to me. Yeah. And with then, whatever implement you want there, me to poke it with. And he just, you know, <laughs> uses his blowtorch and <laughs> gets his poker nice and hot. and Yeah. <laughs> and just dunks it. Yeah. Just, you know, just stands over it and just Look, man. dunks it right into the beer. Yeah. You can summon yeah. him I'm like in. Beetlejuice. No, no, no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hustlers he, so, hustle. he, so he has to kind of like hide under the table <laughs> over there that they have. And someone says no Actually, three times and he just pops up. you have to go into the restroom and look in the mirror and say it three times. <laughs> and then when you come back out, Nim's like standing right, right there with, a, with like a red hot right, poker in like, his hand. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's either going to be a really good night. Or a really bad night. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last note that I had before, the burp count, the outro music that Josh picked for this episode was phenomenal. Numa Numa, if you don't know it, you you know it. You just don't know you know it. It has been around since the beginning of internet time. It was a, it was a shorter episode, but it still had all of the normal shift beers energy to it. So I really, really, really enjoyed it was, episode 85. It was fun being part of it, and yeah. that was not the original intention, obviously. Vincent, yeah. uh, my son, and I were just here having <laughs> beers. And for those of you, I did, I did for those of you who were uh, <laughs> on the pod, all power just got just lost to BC's here. Biologic Montgomery. But we use battery Batteries. power. So, so we, we are, are we are good. up and good to continue recording. And because the draft lines don't run off of electricity, we can still continue to drink and that's get right. shit-faced it, while we are recording. Right. Ben just and shouldn't fact, open the cooler door. But no, no. In fact, it might be our duty because we don't know when yes. the power's going to be back. We need to drink all the beer. We need to save uh, all the beer. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> I guess from there we'll segue to uh, from there we'll segue to the 
uh, only podcast that we have a drinking game for so far. So far. Uh, not not saying that we won't at some point for another one or even for an episode of another podcast. But from early on in our podcast life, we decided that shift beers, we were going to count all the audible burps. And then from there, we get a total number uh, off of a Google searched average sip of two ounces. Uh, we go ahead and let you know how many total ounces that is. And then we break that down into pints and let you know how many pints you would have to drink during that particular episode. And so at some point, someone's going to do the drinking game. And we hope that you do that responsibly and include us on a social media post or let us know that it's going to happen. And, you know, we would like to in some way shout you out for that. So for this podcast of Ship Beers, I'm going to turn it over to our guest. Our guest. To handle this letting is, everyone know the burp count. huge don't, responsibility. Don't fuck this up. That's or right. we will um, never have you. No. I will not. We will, have, will, not. We will, have, we will have Danny this Trejo is, find you. This is an honor to do the shift beer. All right. Yeah. As long as you can read my handwriting, please let everyone know the burp count for episode 85 of shift Well, beers. it looks like they had 15 audible burps. Mm-hmm. Which, according to Julia's calculations... My mouth. <laughs> Please don't correct me. Don't at me. Well, where can they send those complaints to, Julia? Any any complaints about the power of BC's Balaj Montgomery or about our show can go to Raging Hop on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, as I All said... Right, to the burp. <laughs> uh, 15 audible burps. 30 ounces <laughs> of liquid. I know, Marco, you love that. Or, or and, 1.875 pints. Which, I mean, the show was more about just hanging out and talking. Yeah. And with the with the new tech, there could have been more burps that just weren't audible, that we just could not hear no, because of the Jurassic public. Park music going out, you know, blaring right. over the, the stuff. They were in public. Still, they were trying to be a little bit... Uh, discreet. Yeah. When has that ever stopped them before? <laughs> I guess it, it did that day. I was witnessing yeah. it. And, you know, it's... Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it, it was fun. I, I the had a, seltzer episode, they blew every oh record, God. every number away. So it is perfectly acceptable I for hope them to have. I they were at, they had not just HVAC, but, you know, a proper ventilation and, yeah. and probably had to replace Well, a, I mean, they probably had to rest, like, their esophagus, esophagi, esophaguses. Mm. What is the plural for esophagus? I don't know. I've never had to Joe? use it. Before. Never either. No? Yeah. No? No idea? No. So they probably needed to ensure that that reflux, that that damage to to their esophagus, to their vocal cords was healed. So they just took it easy this time. It was still an awesome episode. Yep. I love listening to it. Marco, I'm so glad that you got to be part of another episode. Yeah, it was cool. Hell of a lot of fun. All right, well, we are going to take a quick break because Joe needs more beer. Marco, you're starting to get close to more beer. We're going to see what's going on with the power situation. And then we will come back and see what Joe picks for the next podcast that we talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We have power at BC's Bud Lodge Montgomery once again. So even though we were never, you know, taken off the air, we were still good. We definitely took a break and got some beers and talked to people about their dogs and about, apparently you and Joe talked about Louisiana. We did. And, uh, we and did. yeah, so we, we had a good time while, while the lights were out. Let me tell you, going to the bathroom here at BC's when there's no power, they need emergency lights in the bathrooms. It's really dark, isn't it? It is it's very, dark. very it dark. It is very so dark. I did the pro tip. So pro, pro tip, if you ever have to go to is the bathroom. Is this a twisted T-tip? 
this could very well be <laughs> ah. a TBP TTT, twisted T tip. Only it's a good tip <laughs> <laughs> and not a bad tip. <laughs> if you ever have to use the bathroom and there are no lights, just turn your phone's flashlight on and set your phone upside down so the flashlight is just shining up towards the ceiling. Either set it on the sink or if there is, just like there is at BC, is like a little cabinet or something opposite the toilet, set it on that. And you can uh, use the bathroom and not feel like you are being suffocated by the darkness. By terrifying darkness. The darkness. That would have been a better idea than what Joe and I did, which is I had my phone uh, held up with the light <laughs> to let Joe use the restroom. With, with the door and then, open. And then we, with the door open, and then yeah. we switched off. Yeah. <laughs> so these are lessons learned. From power outages at BCs. Now, now you know. Yeah. Uh, good God. So. <laughs> well, I saw so him I, shirtless earlier. This so. is true. I mean, the shirtless leader hose and doing the push-ups. I'm telling you. Yeah. Joe knows how to make an entrance. I have. I, I did. I did flex, didn't I? I flexed quite a bit. <laughs> All right, hustle and bruise, episode 19 with Kamsu. Uh, but before we get into that, a couple of us have and have new beers yeah. that we got. I'm still because I'm a slow drinker. I'm still working on my pineapple. Hashtag pound sign, no filter, depending on how old or young you are from Grainworks. Uh, Joe, what what are you? That's a good question. What do you, it, you don't it, remember? It's the cow. <laughs> No, the the menu is gone. Oh, it's, that's right. It's the California Common by Toppling Goliath. Was it Toppling Goliath? I remember yep. seeing it. I didn't remember. I'm pretty literally. sure it's a California Common. I remember seeing it. It's so a I believe steam beer. Correct. It is. Yeah, it's yeah, a steam, steam beer. Nice. That's what he from Toppling Goliath. That's what sold me. Nice. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, the only steam the board, beer that I've ever had was the one from Fibonacci for Missing Link. Uh, they made the one that was a steam yes. beer. I didn't know that was steam. Yeah, and yeah, we did. We didn't get that one either. They still have it at the tap room, so if you guys can make it up to Fibonacci, I mean, the kids can run around in the beer garden. It's it's the perfect space. Yeah. Just just saying. And play it's, with the goats. It's delicious. Yeah. It's delicious. So Marco, the, what? Uh, the tap boards are down because of the the power. Like the TVs are on, but they haven't. I think the internet's been still. able to switch the tap boards on we could probably go on untapped and see the the list you know but anyways i grabbed something out of the cooler uh which is nines are wild from rheingeist this is their anniversary beer anniversary it is a cold double ipa which so that means it's a cold double lager uh or Or an ipa uh, ipl uh, an ipa brewed with I don't know, lager yeast or Kolsch yeast or... I like cold IPAs regardless of what they, you know, and I'm using air quotes for those of you not on the live stream, whatever they actually are, right over there, camera's <laughs> right, I'm, I'm looking right at you guys. Whatever they are, I like them. I yeah. really I really enjoy the, the taste of the style, so I have no complaints whatsoever about them. Yep. Is I don't think I've ever had one. That's no, really good. I had it here. There's, there's some in here. You can get... There you go. Uh, water cup or just drink it out of the thing? Out of the can? I'll get a water cup. All right. There cool. we go. It's a lot smoother than any IPA that I've had before. Oh, yeah. It's a smooth it's a IPA lager. picker. Mm. Mm. I like it. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, good. cold IPAs, again, whatever. So you when can, it's you can co- argue cold, it's brewed with a lager or cold cheese. But is, that, is that true? My, yeah, and then yeah. at that temperature. At the, tem- at the lager temperature. At the lager right. temperature. So that they cold yeah. crash it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. the Billy D. Williams of IPAs. There you go. Cool. <laughs> I'm learning stuff today. There you go. I love it. And speaking right. of Billy D. Williams, 
Hustle and Brews. Hustle and Brews, episode 19. So, Kamsu has a whole bunch of businesses that he has that he has built up in the past 10-ish years. It was it was a long episode. It was almost it was. 2 hours, but it was really really cool to hear about the the story of the man that founded Panda Trading Company which does wholesale uh, wholesale to Asian markets, uh, drinks, distributors, that kind of stuff. Dope Asian Street Fair, which I have yet to visit a location, but I need to because I want some amazing ramen and just right. Asian soup goodness. Some dope. Pelican's Reef, which I have not been to. And, and I bet the Pelican's amazing. I bet the Pelican is phenomenal. State bird of Louisiana, medium, by the way. Medium rare. Just some sea salt and cracked pepper on it. Probably. And I bet that's it's the way to eat it. Wonderful. And what probably most people know know him for, but that they don't know him for, Decibel Korean Fried Chicken, which is not only in Esoteric, but also has another location in Over the Rhine. And they recorded cool. the episode at, at Esoteric. Esoteric. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so, Joe, you said you didn't get a chance to listen to this episode. I didn't. So, you are going to be. Surprised. Surprised by a lot of stuff. So even though you're surprised, if something strikes you to where you say, "Oh, I know what they said," please feel free to uh, to let us know your truths. Sure. About this episode. I found it very interesting that uh, a a person who sounded not only so knowledgeable and passionate and and clearly with this this many in you know, locations uh, is is a driven person. Uh, the passion, the drive, the way that he talks about his, uh, the people that work for him. Uh, I, I found it interesting that he chose to use the word empire over and over and over again about the way that he talked about how he's building his business footprint. It's accurate, though. It's, it was, I, it was a little surprising. I don't right, disagree, right, yeah. but no. the word empire a lot of times has, you know, a, 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 a connotation with it. Mm hmm where it's in some people's minds not a positive and i i wouldn't i listening to him am trying to find a way to turn the word empire into a positive i feel like it very easily can be a positive like the same for the word conglomeration i mean there have been like local breweries that but i don't have mind expanded. that so so to me and this is just my personal opinion. Conglomeration has, I don't even want to call it a negative connotation. But to me, conglomeration is a more, is like a less personal term than empire is. So to me, and, and this is just me. Sure. Uh, sure. To me, a conglomeration means a, uh, a, a joining or a conforming of many different entities. To me, a empire is uh, forming uh, more by destroying others. Gotcha. Okay, I can see, so, I can see and, where. And yet, that's not what he's doing. No, not at all. What he's not doing is, is creating more under his umbrella through... Uh, a caring for his uh, employees through caring about the time that they have, the the pay that they're paid, uh, keeping the quality up, you know, making sure that he, through one of his businesses, is providing quality products to other businesses mm -hmm. through the through the market. You know, th where it's much the opposite of 
destroying and dominating. Right. It, it is very much building up and and trying to build and expand through just the positivity. Well, and to even expand on that, he even said that his main goal, part of his why, one of the awesome things about Hustle and Bruise, which we didn't even really mention what Hustle and Bruise is about. It is, oh, yeah. it is Matt Damaris, who is a hustler, baby, <laughs> talking to other local entrepreneurs in the Cincinnati area about their businesses, about being an entrepreneur, about the struggles that they've had, about the successes that they had. One of the things he likes to focus on is their why. Why are you an entrepreneur? Why did you want to build your own business, build your own? And I'll use the word empire in this specific example. It's his because word. It we is, can exactly, use it. exactly. To kind of detail why this is, and, and, and to me, empire is a positive connotation in this sense. To indicate how this is an empire, there are three dope Asian street fair locations. A fourth is potentially in the works. Yes. He wasn't able to really confirm. He, he kind of confirmed it, but he he's not confirmed set in stone. without, you know, making right. It, he didn't make an announcement. Correct, but there are there are at least three dope locations currently. There are two decibel Korean fried chicken locations. There is a Pelican's Reef in Anderson, and then Panda Trading, which is their Asian food and beverage wholesaler. And they that's where they trade the pandas. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I want a panda. I don't know what they're trading them for. I don't know if me saying, hey, I have a six-pack of Urban Artifacts Nitro Peach Fruit Mineral. Or fruit esoteric beer. Ooh, yeah, I bet he would trade for some esoteric beer. Kalima, that was that was a big That was his big that one. That was a big one. That was his big one. one. So maybe if I give him, like, a case of Kalima, I can get a panda. I walked, I into, I walked into Panda <laughs> Express with Vincent, my son. Yeah. And uh, I left because there was no panda on the menu. It is it is deceptive uh, deceptive marketing. I don't right I don't there. understand this. No, but do one you of the, go to Longhorn kind of... Steakhouse and they don't have steak. Mm, this is excellent. That's an excellent. They point. don't have a. I mean, you can't pet the cows though. But you see, I don't Longhorn. want to. I don't want to see my food when it's still alive. You know, Caroline. I understand where it comes from. Who? Caroline. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. She has a business. Uh, brilliant business plan she wants to have a steakhouse where i don't know if i'm allowed to share this Uh-oh. but this, so this Uh-oh, is an exclusive hold on. If, hold on so the episode won't go till friday so if you need to cut <laughs> this let me know before friday and i can cut this all right i'm gonna i'm gonna do an intro for oh yes <laughs> hello you are about to hear joe's inside information this was Morgan Freeman. Oh, yes. All right. So let us know. What, what's the dirt on Caroline's business plan? Caroline! She has a business plan. She wants to open up a steakhouse where on the menu, all the cows are named. No, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Keep going, and Joe. Today, Keep going. Keep today going. you are eating Bessie. No! <laughs> I bet somewhere. I, can't do it. I, I bet can't Texas do it. would love that. I bet they would. I can't do it. No offense to your wife, but I is there could a backstory behind? Does, does the server give the backstory behind Bessie? Oh my God, no! <laughs> like they, they come up and like no. Bessie, we, you know, Bessie came to the farm and oh my God, you know, this year she and Bessie brown was, and white. You're, you're just adding to the she, business plan. She was the sweetest calf, and then we just cut her down, and now she's on yeah. your plate. 
Uh, no, I can't. I can't. And somebody, can't. somebody in Texas with a French accent, it basically was very good. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, succulent and delicious, Bessie. Oh my goodness. So to tie this back, okay, let's let's herd these cattle. Let's herd let's herd all the Bessie <laughs> back into hustle and bruise. But Joe, does does Caroline make you uh, say her name like that, like when you're in the no, car or no. anything like she that? She actually hates that song. Let's yeah. go back to hustle and bruise. Oh, okay. Because I was trying to tie this into the why and how you were saying. We'll just get there. Go ahead. I'm trying community he wants to be able to be successful enough to give back to the community yes. that he is a part of which Correct. is absolutely phenomenal awesome so his why has actually changed a bit and i don't want to give too much away but more or less and again the the whole story the whole the whole evolution of his why changing is phenomenal so you definitely need to listen to this episode so Worth the listen. Uh, really good. Matt does a great job oh, at God, being yeah. able to uh, get guests on and yeah. and have them feel comfortable and be able to talk about you know, their business mm-hmm. uh, prior to when they got to the place that they are, uh, what they're thinking about at the place that they are currently. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just I'm really happy we got. Uh, another episode of Hustle and Brews. And such a good one, too. Yeah, such a good yeah. one. It, 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 and yes, it, it, it is a long episode, but mm-hmm. the whole thing just reinforces what you feel, I think, in the first 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. which is that, hey, the, not only is this person driven and comes from a place that is true and genuine, but they're driven to continue. And, and this empire, as they say, this empire isn't um, isn't shrinking. This is going to be a growing empire, mm-hmm. and which is great because in the food service industry, a lot of times there's um, not so much care for right. uh, the employees. And he truly uh, does care about the employees, and he goes into talking about you know, uh, days and things and, you know, PTO and calling off and things that you want to do and recognizing that, hey, sometimes uh, it's a day that you know that you're going to go and go enjoy yourself and have fun and might want to call not be 100 percent the next day. And he's like, just let me know. You know, that was pretty cool about how he's like, look to his uh, employees, associates, he's like, if you're going to have a day like that, give me a heads up. We'll schedule around you. Sure, sure. You know, don't... Don't, the, don't the, wait until 7 o'clock in the morning of when you're supposed to be there at 7.30. Exactly. And, and he understands situations happen to where you don't know until 7.30, until like shortly before your shift that you're not going to be able to be there. <sighs> but basically, he said, drunk text me if you know you're not going to be able to, yeah, that, to that, be at your shift the next day. For and, sure. And they'll I mean, see what they can do. It was absolutely. very cool. The focus on employees, on their employees and on the people that work for him and for his company and his his whole uh, empire. To right. Continue and and the care for the amazing. other businesses absolutely. that he helps through his market absolutely. and the, the care for the community. You get all of that, but you hear it from him mm-hmm. in his words with 
Matt giving him the platform to be able to talk about that. Right. And they did also have, so Juice, Esoteric's brand manager, also came onto the show for, for a brief moment, for a few minutes, uh, talked about the esoter Esoteric's beer. They talked about some of... This episode was recorded back in February, so some of the things they talked about, Kalima's almost always available. Very rarely would right. you go to Esoteric and not find Kalima on tap. But they also talked about Carnival, which is their Kolsch. They talked about how they didn't have an Oktoberfest this year, but possibly this coming year, this coming Oktoberfest season, they're hoping to have a Mertzen or something like that, which I wasn't really going to bring up anything about uh, Matt's pronunciation hmm. of beer styles. Matt knew. He 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 said that he he wasn't you know wasn't certain about uh, he did he did call so we know he did he give us I don't want to say call us out <laughs> no, he no, gave no, us no, a no. shout out a uh, shout out on Without the on the pod uh, we we heard you Matt we got we you. Heard you we love you uh, so uh, to go uh, rewind just a little bit mm -hmm. so esoteric is a brewery uh, in Cincinnati. That Walnut is Hills. East Walnut Hills. East Walnut Hills, and it is a minority-owned. Mm -hmm. So when you think of a, a typical tap room, whatever the typical tap room is that you think about, when you walk into Esoteric, it's almost like you're walking into a lounge. Yes, like a, a, like a, a nightclub, a nightclub yeah. lounge it's, scene. It's not your typical metal bar stools that you see at every other brewery. Right. It's not. I mean, if you look at you know BCs, you know the wooden tables, the the, the chairs, the stools, high tops. That's not esoteric at all. You no. walk in and you feel like I should have dre almost dressed up for this, which is not required. You know not what I mean? It's, it's not. But, no, but, no, no, no. But you, you feel like, you oh, want, but it's, oh, okay. it's nice. And my God, the beers are ridiculous. Really good. Absolutely. Really good. And and the 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 owner uh, spent a lot of time honing in his craft mm -hmm. at Madtree. Uh, and you so, can tell. Yeah, he count. he really. I didn't know that he yeah. he used to brew at Rancheri. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. It's it's an amazing space. The beers are amazing. The the food that that Kamsu has brought into Esoteric with Decibel is it's great. It's absolutely and phenomenal. And Beth from Ship Beer's uh, wife is uh, Anik. Yeah, Anik. Yeah. <laughs> She's Who a is a brewer? Brewer there. Full full. Uh, full I say that in jest. It's her best friend. Yeah, but she is she is definitely a huge part of the esoteric brewing family. And I'm a huge yes. advocate for all these wonderful people. I mean, especially females getting into the brewing industry. We need so much more of them because. Uh, they are smarter than men, and uh, we need that, have that openness, you right, know, to, right. to be able to say, it's not just the work, but it's also, you know, the thought process behind the work. The it's the environment and the culture surrounding oh, it. I, I love it. I love we need it. balance. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we need absolutely. balance in the force. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Absolutely. That is absolutely. an excellent way to put it. Yeah, yeah. And her lightsaber is uh, <laughs> powerful. So I had a couple other notes that weren't necessarily about about uh, Kamsu and all the amazing places that he runs, but just kind of like fun little touch sure. points. Did you have anything else before we kind of wrap up the Hustle & Brew segment with those? No, hit it. Hit all it. Right. Observing is free education is something that the Kamsu mentioned, which I agree with wholeheartedly. If you can observe someone, if you can watch someone, you don't need to go to a class. You don't need... Yes, a lot of people like yeah. seeing you have this degree, that degree, whatever on paper. But if you get a chance to observe someone doing things, 
Yeah. You're learning as long as your mind is open to try to absorb what they're doing. And the it context, is free education. Sure it is. And the context was he was working a job and mm -hmm. being able to observe. A chef. Yeah. A chef. Yes. And so that yes. that was the context of that. And this absolutely right. education. Because Matt's like, doubt. well, were you trained to be a chef? No, I just watched these very good chefs that I work with. Uh, and the, the only other thing that I really wanted to, to touch on, because I already kind of, you know, did the gentle fun poking at Matt for his pronunciation, because very important here, very important on Truth Beer Pod. Yeah. They predicted, a, again, this was recorded in February. They predicted a beefed up Bengals offensive line. And look what we got. Oh, yeah. It's Truth Beer Pod, the sports podcast. I am so looking forward. I mean, if they didn't season. do that, they would. It would have been a lost opportunity. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Let's Absolutely say. Would. Uh, yeah, we would. Joe have Burrow been, got hit a lot. We would have been perturbed. Forty-seven times. Oh, yeah, ridiculous yeah. for a Super Bowl team. Yeah, and the coach is like, uh, you know, after, after the Super Bowl, is like, hey, you can upgrade your line. I don't know. It was good enough to get to the Super Bowl. It's <laughs> like, okay, that's funny. But uh, uh -huh. your quarterback was demolished all year. Yes. He's a young guy, and you're going to end yes. his career. Right. Like, that was an absolutely amazing episode of Hustle and Brews. Matt does such a great job with picking the people that he interviews, asking the questions that drive amazing conversations, but letting them, letting the, the entrepreneurs that he talks to own the floor and tell their story. Yeah, I think... And they're drinking great beer while they do it. Sure, and yeah. that that's absolutely the case. Uh, welcome back, you know, Hustle and Brews. We missed you. We missed you. All right, let's take a super fast break, and we will get on to... Let's do Craft Parenting Podcast next, Joe. Let's talk about Never what you and your wife had to say about uh, about Gozas, yeah, more specifically West Side Brewing Gozas. Yeah, let's do it. All, all right, we'll be right back, Gozes. guys. All right, we have made it back once again. Um, we didn't refill our glasses because we're all still doing pretty well on our beers, but after this one, we're definitely going to need... To refill our cups, Joe, I believe, said that he had another dad joke before we get into craft parenting podcasts. Well, you know, Marco, I've been listening to the show almost since the beginning, and we've hung out here and there. It's true. We have. I feel like I know you decently well, like pretty well. Uh, you seem like someone who might sing in the shower. Is this oh. accurate? Oh, yeah. I mean, Are we absolutely. getting that insight? Nice. Yeah. All right. All right. Does what? the shower floor rotate? It does not. Singing. It okay. does not. All okay. right. All right. It's something to look look forward to as you <laughs> retire. Well, singing singing in the shower is all fun and games until you get shampoo in your mouth. Oh. And then it's a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marco. <He's laughs> the dad in him is trying so hard to, to not respond, but... Those of you on the Patreon live stream watching this, Marco's face is just... Care to comment on that one, Marco? <laughs> no. Oh, got some Liam Neeson going on there. That was an amazing Liam Neeson. Thank that you. That was so good. <laughs> so good. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> Episode 63.5 of the Craft Parenting Podcast. You guys How did about that? a bonus episode. How Where'd you get that idea from? I don't, that's, that's really cool. I don't know where we got that from. <laughs> this is the one with the Goza beers. So you guys drank three out of the, I believe, four Gozas that Westside Brewing. I was going to say, you had a, a true variety of yeah, Gozas yeah. from one brewery. I mean, that's that's 
It's amazing the variety that they had. Yeah. They're all good. Yeah. They're it's all a, so They're a Goza brewery, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goza, Goza specific. So you have urban that does Midwest fruit tarts. Yeah. But then if you want to add some coriander to the mix, you go to Westside for mm-hmm. all their Gozas. All the Gozas. So now did you guys buy multiple Gozas, like kind of for the intent to have the variety? Or was it just kind of pure circumstance that you're like, you know what? We happen to have one of almost every Goza that they currently have available well, right now. That that situation we did for the previous one mm-hmm. with uh, coffee beers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just okay. looked in the beer fridge and we're like, we have a lot of coffee beers. Yeah. Let's, let's just drink them and do a 0.5. Um, the Goza um, was kind of in that same vein, but I intended to buy. I, I, I didn't search for them. I was just, I happened to be at Haddings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they have the pineapple goza, and they have the the regular goza, and we already had the cucumber one in the in the beer fridge. Nice, cool. So I'm like, well, that's a bonus episode. So definitely one of the coolest parts uh, about your podcast is if you're if you're going to go into a theme, and let's say it's uh, a beer styles, or if it's you even did a whole recap of. Michael D. Morgan's, uh, what what was the book called? Uh, the one with 37 names in the title. Right. <laughs> it was a very, very long name. I didn't write it down. And Michael D. Morgan's going to come up later in the podcast. Yes. Because he, he's a, a, a great beer writer here locally. Yep. And, and you did a... Um, Page by page recap of one yeah. of his books. No, not quite page, it was, page by page. No, it was, it was page it was, by page. It was a fifteen that, part trilogy. Yeah, fifteen part trilogy of Michael D. Morgan's book. I loved it. I loved the recap that you guys did on the book. Or Michael you know. told Julia when Michael saw Julia. I'm missing link. Said fest. it was, he was like, like my God, Chef's kiss. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> you like, guys, you guys have hung out with Joe and Caroline, and I'm like, yeah, and he goes. They did the recap of my book, and I'm like, they absolutely did. They sure, well, they and you sure guys talked did. about their recap of my book, and I'm like, we absolutely did. And he's like, yeah. that was that and he was, was like, so was they're brilliant. the people that bought it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not buy it. We, oh, we rented it from the library. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh shit. You rented mean, it from the library. You mean so those on the page? Joe, can show see your my library link. card yeah, right the, now. The, yeah. Show that, your that? library card. Do you have a library card? That's a legit uh, library I, card. Do I have a library card? Do I, I have know. mine on me? I know it might be on my Stop it. table. Two of you I know, reaching for a library card? I'm looking. Oh no, it's on my dining room table. It's 2022. Yeah, I know. What are what the what I, the I, f? It wasn't a book, but Caroline dug into this. Wikipedia? I think it was Wikipedia. Oh, oh is that Julian Assange? Okay. Is, <laughs> he, is he a part of that? Yes. Maybe. About, maybe. And, and dug into the history of the Goza style of beer, how yes. it's made. And it turns out that there was a lot that confused Caroline because it was all about bung holes and sheave holes. So That's right. It was really all about holes being open and closed. That's right. So, Marco, I'm asking you as a brewer, what is a sheave My, hole? So... I'm relying on you, <laughs> which is a bad idea in any circumstance. I have no idea what these are. Oh, okay. I, the, I know what a bunghole is. I don't know don't what a sheave hole is. Uh, <laughs> I, 
I, I have no idea what this is. Okay. Um, this is we've had beers, and it's a it's a legit term. Like I actually looked up the Wikipedia entry as well, and I'm like, Shevel, all right, it's it, it's there. Hell yeah, it's it's a thing. Hey now. I just I was well, relying it's a hole, on you. You got to stick something in it, right? <laughs> Do you? Because in the case of Gozas, you let the foam just pop out of the hole rather hey than sticking stuff into the hole. <laughs> oh. So I don't know. I was hoping you could answer these questions for us, but you're not making the situation any better. No, I don't know what that is. No, okay. no I have fair. no idea. I actually kind of do. It's it's the hole in a in a barrel that's used to clean and like sanitize it if it's being reused. But we'll just pretend that uh, that I didn't know that. It's like a bidet for it's, a barrel. It's a very okay. It's, it's yeah, a that's very, a good way to put it. Let's just say it's very risky to Google sheave hole <laughs> while you're at work. Because you I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> but I, thank you, Julia, for taking one for the team. Just like I did with um, the whole, like... The, 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 what is it? <laughs> the, the Mormon... The Mormon uh, oh blanketing. Blankets. Or, I don't know. <laughs> drenching. Like the, drenching. I don't remember. <laughs> So the terrible. Mormon thing, and you're yeah. like, oh, shit. I shouldn't have Googled that hey, at work. Moving back on to Craft Parenting Podcast. Words that stopped having meaning for Caroline. Like, there are certain words that once you say them too many times or you see them written down too many times, you're like, wait a minute. This doesn't, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't look right. Yeah. And there's a term for that word. Oh. Did you know that? I did not know this. Yeah. The term for that is called semantic satiation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, The word is, I Julia. cannot say. So, well, there are two kind of terms. There's a long word and a short word for Hell it. I'm yeah. going to do the short word because I've been beers. Well, but the short word ju works just as well as the long. It does. I don't, <laughs> I don't want anybody. <laughs> I don't want to besmirch the short one no, versus the long all. one. The short one works just fine. Sem <laughs> semantic drift is the term, is one of the terms. Sati semantic satiation is the longer word for it, but semantic drift is when you either look at a word or say a word so, so much that you're like this, it doesn't look right anymore, it doesn't sound right anymore, I, it, the word loses all meaning. Right. So I thought that was, I don't want to say it was fun that Caroline ran into that, but I knew exactly what you guys were talking about. But to dig back down into... Gozas, they're gateway sours, which is something you guys said. Gozas tend to be, or can be, yeah. a really good gateway sour sure. beer. If you're not, sure. if you're not a fan of Urban Artifact, does amazing things, but they are tart. There is a certain palate that face. you have to correct. And if you're not sure that you like those yet, a Goza might be that great introduction to I'm sure they do a Goza them. here and there, but oh, most sure most can. of their beers, most of their famous beers, are like. In your face. Yes. Sour. Absolutely. Or tart. Absolutely. So out of the the base goza, the pineapple goza, and the cucumber serrano goza that you guys had, did you have a favorite? Because mm. you really didn't dig into yeah. if you liked favorite. Um, one you guys more really, than more uh, than another. Goes around town. <laughs> <laughs> How did you say that with a straight face? Are you still I just salty? Remembered, I just <laughs> remembered his dad joke and was, Marco, Marco, are you still face. salty for my dad joke? <laughs> Did you say salty because you were talking about gozes? <laughs> yes. I like the cucumber just because it was different, right? Yeah. It was yeah. very cucumbery and then salty on the a little bit and then mm -hmm. it went 
heat. Heat, yeah. So I know that I know that they different. also have a key lime currently. Did you guys? I know that you didn't have that on the show. I didn't know if you had had a chance to try that. that. One, okay. No. So for you, the cucumber serrano was top pick. Did Caroline feel the same way? Did she like? She really liked that. She bought that when we went a few weeks ago. Nice. Because she had it on draft, and she's like, I have to have this it's, in the beer fridge. It's absolutely delicious. I love the heat level of it. I love the the cucumber. Isn't I feel like some cucumber beers, which are typically ales, goes as really light beers. The cucumber can taste, I don't want to say vegetal, that's more of like that green peppery, but it's too green of a taste. I don't know how to explain What's weird is sometimes that cucumber can give off strawberry flavors. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's very interesting. I don't think I've run into that yet. Yeah, I, I have. Cool. Um, Very cool. Or I just made it up either way. <laughs> hey, you know it's our truth, so we're going to say sometimes uh, it's also, not the strawberry. Uh, as you listen to this, uh, this point five episode, yeah, uh, Caroline's doing a a trip. Uh, Caroline yeah, is taking thing. her pregnant friend to go uh, brewery hopping. It's true. And uh, what <laughs> they do, along with brewery hopping, because that's what you do. I mean, when you're on the west side, there's some cider and stuff. So, all right. Uh, so, two truths and a lie. Here we go. <gasps> yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. We have not had this in so long. Two all truths right. and a lie. Let's so, do it. Caroline and her pregnant friend are going off to Indianapolis to have some fun. They go to a place and they make something. Mm -hmm. They make what? Number one, ice cream. They make what? Number two, uh, candles. They make number three, infused um, oils. They actually put together their own infused oils. Like a perfume kind of thing. Like a perfume kind of thing. That is something that they talked about. On Craft Parenting Podcast, episode 63.5. So if you want to know what Caroline and her friends made Who? on their girls' trip, Caroline, and what it smelled like, you need to listen to this episode. They talked a lot about gozas, and it was it was really good. I love what you guys do, how almost every single episode that focuses on beer has an educational aspect. You dig into what the style is, how it's typically made, some of the variants of how it's made depending on what it is and it's always a lot of fun it is always an absolute ton of fun to listen to oh thank you well i have some notes too yes 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 um we have a very special celebrity on to explain that's the ingredients true. that's true we did not and it goes a beer do you know who the celebrity is marco uh was it um, it, it it's marco that's that was my yeah. answer yeah. Mm, I wasn't that, throwing it over to you. No, that's but yeah. false. It's Chris. Oh. Ha- it's Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. You should. You should have had Marco do it. I should have. He was busy he doing. Done, he, was he was busy, busy doing, doing ship, ship beers. beers. This yeah. is true. I mean, I was free. I didn't get a phone call. Oh. Just you know. I mean, you're down I the mean. street. Yeah, could have. Could have <laughs> worked. Know, I, I know. know. I was right there. Um. So we are considering <laughs> changing the name of the podcast to the Craft East Side Parenting oh, Podcast. I couldn't have listened if you were East Side. I know. What right. other, what other, be, what other be, notes on your own show do we do? A few have? more notes. I love it. Yes. Uh, Cincinnati's bottling plants are cooler than Indianapolis's. Mm-hmm. Oh, correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the Goza okay. beer style is older than me. Uh, I is am it older than us, though? Is it older than uh, Marco? Joe's a pretty old guy. He is a pretty old guy. He's ancient, according to... According to our own podcast, yeah. Yeah. Westside Brewing's Brett Farmhouse is named after Caroline's friend's husband. I'm sorry, whose friend's husband? Caroline. Woo! Woo! Hell yeah. Uh, Brett. Uh, there are a lot of Brett's in, in brewing as well. Day off. 
as well as what Josh's and Andrews and Josh's Andy. and Andrews, and Andy. yeah, yeah, and Jesus is on and the and Jesus is on the on the south side, west coast, west coast. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, tzatziki sauce is pronounced tzatziki. You have to really exaggerate that T sound. Okay. Two more things. I was going to say right. my glass yeah, is about empty, all your, so we all need your to... Uh, my my kids are more cultured than me because they eat char, charcuterie boards. Charcuterie. I, so whose char- kids are Pretty more cultured yeah. in the beer culture? Ooh. Your kids or the gnomes' kids? <gasps> I don't know. They're, they're older, right? Good, so um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, slightly. How, old, how I mean, old are your kids? Two and... 16 months. So, yeah, so gnomes, so gnomes have got a little, little bit. A little bit of an edge. A little bit of an edge. She's almost age. Yeah. I mean. Okay, yeah. 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 But you know what? Give them time. Give gnomes kids time to be sick of the beer talk, and your kids couldn't run with it because it's not what they're hearing day in and day out. Caroline is going to open up a bar called Puzzles. And uh, why do you think it's called Puzzles, Julia? Because it's going to be a round structure, <gasps> and there's no edges. To actually find oh my God. how to put the puzzle together. Yes. I was going to say that's the puzzle. <laughs> it's, it's that's what I was going to I'm like, I don't know. It's a puzzle on why she would do that. But I felt like that was a cop-out answer. But I like yeah. Marco's. You um, can't find the edges or the the end pieces. And then I fired my editor after this. <laughs> after this. Uh, All right. This podcast drop. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, I need a beer. I need a break. And yes, let's take a break. <laughs> I, need, I need to collect myself. Right. I need to um, uh, figure out my life here for the moment. All right. Well, we will take a real quick break. And then we have Cincy Brewcast and Bruce Guy's Happy Hour to wrap up uh, tonight's episode with. Woo! We'll be right back, guys. We all have fresh beers in our glasses. Marco, what are you drinking? What you drinking? I got zombie dust. Hell yeah. Big big uh, stovepipe out of the cooler. Excellent. That's a good one. And you got to try it for the first time as well, Joe. What did you think? It was good. Nice. I liked it. And then Joe and I both have the, I'm going to mess this up because their boards are down, but it is the Pipeworks. Uh, it's a Pilsner on the slow port tap, the pr- not, per- not perfect. Premium. Premium. Premium pills. I want to say perfect pills, which it is. So it is a very, very delicious beer. Anything out of that slow port tap is. I haven't had any yet, but it looks good. Uh, while we were on break, though, I was just on Twitter. Yes. It looks like the police just arrested the world's tongue twister champion why is that they say he'll be given a tough sentence oh. <laughs> hey we asked joe to bring the dad jokes and my god he is killing it why did we not <laughs> why did we not hook <laughs> we up to the speaker here at bc's biological i don't know and let hey. everyone hear that we will jesus we will it'll it, a live show will happen again yeah, we have limited time, so let's go ahead get and get through. Okay, we're going to drink the Cincinnati Brewcast because... Let's go. Let's do it. Cheers. So cheers. And cheers. Cheers. Drink. All right, let's see. The Gnome talked to Chef Tony from the Queen City Mobile Food Truck Association. Yeah. A lot of the episode, it was not necessarily about beer, but about the upcoming Street Food Expo. Yep. Happening at Bechtold Park in... Is right. that Sycamore Township? I believe, uh, technically, I don't know. it's kind of the, it's not the necessarily blue ash area, but it's... It's out there in Deer Park, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's correct. 
for anybody who's listened to Cincy Brewcast for a long time, uh, Tony is what no one would call Chef Tony, yeah. who used to be of Brew City Brats. Mm-hmm. And Does then, he still do that? Uh, I don't I don't, I don't know. know. I don't okay. think so. Okay. Um, I think he's more into the food truck business. So uh, Chef Tony has a, a, a shop. Or Tony, just mm-hmm. Tony. Just Tony, Tony Lang, yeah. Tony uh, has a shop where he can fix, create, or, you know, renovate food trucks. Mm-hmm. He's also, I guess, one of the heads of the food truck, is one of the food truck associations. Mm, the Queen City uh, Food Mobile, M- Queen City Mobile Food Truck Association. A lot, right. of, lot of words there. Right. Yes. And, and certainly friend of mine, friend of the gnomes. I saw him at uh, Valley Vineyards Beer Wine Festival. We hung nice. out for quite a while. He and his wife. Actually, uh, the day he showed up, it was his wife's birth- birthday. Nice. So that, that was pretty fun. It's always fun having him on Cincy Brewcast. He is a, a great speaker. He is someone that's always a lot of fun to listen to. So this was definitely a show of the gnomes that, even though it was not beer-centric, was absolutely phenomenal to listen to. Like yeah, it and covered more than just food trucks are a huge part of kind of the brewery and craft beer scene mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. And he's been on since the since way back in the beginning. Yes. Like I yes. remember him and Mike and and them mm-hmm. and like way back in like twenty fourteen. Yeah. Right. Yes. Exactly. I, I was gonna say that and thank you for chiming in about that. Yeah. It, he he was on back when Mike Cisneros and and the Noom and at that at that time Mike Cisneros' daughter who was uh, bartending uh, was on the show uh, since the broadcast and it it's evolved to what it is now but they talk about that they do uh, they, they talk do. about those early days yeah the, so we might jump around a little bit in in this recap because just like you said one of the later notes that I have about the show was they talked a lot about well, I don't want to say a lot they they touched on some of the first times that Tony was on the show like you mentioned Joe the way that the technology for podcasting has evolved Gnome would show up somewhere <laughs> Gnome and Mike or or Tony would show up somewhere to where Mike and Gnome and whoever else might have been on the Cincy Brewcast and it would just be cables everywhere and I mean big fairly big equipment a lot of things to plug into like they needed power they needed this 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 and now yeah gnome can show up anywhere to record with tony with anyone from any brewery and it's just like this tiny little yeah package this, little, this, everything little, fits a into bag. a backpack i mean originally yeah. i mean they were recording at mike's house correct yeah so yes. it, they they take you back to there which is really cool for anybody who hasn't uh, been with Cincy Brewcast for that long, and and, and I I have uh, almost from the beginning. I think probably I've listened to every episode, but um, and and don't challenge me on that. But I, I'm pretty sure I have. Mm. Uh, but the the harken back was really cool, and then the to see. That, I mean, Tony for a long time was really hustling and running and trying to build his his business as um, as a, a chef who uh, curated uh, specialty sausages from from this city. I mean, because 
this is porkopolis they used to call it mm -hmm. uh, and what he would do is he would make uh with bruce city sausage he mm -hmm. would make sausages infused with beer and so he would make sausages infused with perfect uh perfect segway uh he would make a zombie dust sausage that's he, awesome he would make a, a sausage with uh, uh the uh kentucky bourbon barrel he would make a, a an Oktoberfest with uh, Braxton's October Fuel, uh, and he'd make sausages, you know, for with, with infused with beers from all of the craft breweries around the place. Uh, he would come, and his food truck would come to Valley Vineyards uh, Beer Wine Festival and infuse sausages with our eye opener uh, stout. You know, nice. so he he spent so much time doing this, and he got into grocery stores, and he, mm -hmm. you know he he got into grocery stores, and 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 it was a thing, and then it wasn't. And being in the food truck game, he gained a lot of knowledge. I guess has has pivoted to uh, being a guy who has a shop and being able mm -hmm. to help food trucks and kind and of a food truck advocate. A food I truck mean, it's, advocate. it's definitely more. Way more than just that, and he makes food trucks. Correct, correct. Yeah, so that's uh, and like you said, it all ties into the brewing industry mm -hmm. because so many breweries and so many brewery events, whether they're at your brewery or whether your brewery is going to be at an event, have food trucks. I mean, I know that there have been plenty of times where Josh and I will be thinking, "Oh, you know, what do we want to do for food?" And it's, well, what food trucks are out? What food trucks are at, you know, Westside Brewing or, you know, Humble Monk or a lot of the, the local breweries that don't have in-house food, but they have food trucks on a fairly regular basis. And a lot of times that is the drive for where we go and where we spend our money. And I know that Tony is probably behind the scenes of a lot of that. To kind of touch on something that you, I guess, loosely touch on something that you had mentioned about the, the sausages that he would infuse with all the beers, that reminded me of one of the things I had written down that was part of the conversation in this episode. Labels and what can go on a label right. when it comes to beer. Yeah. Like you can't say, you can't have a label with a picture of a s'more. And this is the exact example that they use that has the graham cracker and the marshmallow and the chocolate. If there's no actual marshmallow in that beer, like they... The TTB, am I getting yeah, that right TTB. this time? Excellent. We'll say you can't even have a picture on the label of a food or of a an ingredient that's not part of the beer, to which, you know, Gnome countered, well, but 50 West has a, you know, a VW bus on every single one of their labels. There's not a VW bus in any of these beers, which... Yeah, tongue in cheek, but it's, it's, it's accurate. So it's kind of a... I mean, look, look at sausages, your... Do they look at your... Say, Look what at your 90-minute IPA. Yeah. It has a picture of a shark on it. <laughs> but is there a shark it, in this IPA? It, it's very, I don't know. It's There's very a bite, weird. but yeah, yeah. It's very weird because I remember uh, maybe five years ago, <laughs> we wanted to call our holiday ale something at uh, the place I brew at. And we were told that we couldn't because it catered too much to to, to kids. And I was like... How can our beer with that name, and I don't remember the name, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter, we didn't, we didn't name it that, it not be called that, and yet Tafts can have a beer called Santa's Bribe. Right. Well, you know, I mean, Tony I, I, had I an excellent even, comment on understand. that. A quote that Tony actually said was, as far as the laws go, your label has to be, like it has to be, a, and I'm not going to get this exact, 
It has to be a G-rated label for a 21 and up product. You can't buy it if you're a kid, so why does it matter? You know, right. I, I understand, but I don't agree with what they're doing. Kind of like Joe Camel. You, you said for Camel cigarettes, they oh, had a man. cartoon camel yeah. as their mascot, and then yeah, they went and balls. Right, and then yeah, yeah, and then they went. Well, this, ca- you know, I'm using air quotes, caters to kids because it's a cartoon camel. So kids are going to think this is cool, so they're going to want to no, buy it this. No, but like a penis and balls. It did. It did. <laughs> you're you're not wrong, but you can't. Kids couldn't buy it, so I'm like, well. It, does it matter? And I feel that, you know, beer labels are a little bit in that same vein to try yeah. to come full circle with all of this. Try to what? They uh, come full circle. Oh. <laughs> you did it, Julia. I did it. Uh, a lot of the conversation. So if you, if, <laughs> I'm going to mansplain what just happened. <laughs> so I said penis and balls twice. And then Julia said come. Thank you for being a man who is explaining <laughs> what just happened? Julia? This, yes. You're welcome. I don't know what I would do without you, Marco. <laughs> I swear I, to God. We wouldn't have a podcast <laughs> if I didn't have you. If I didn't hey. have you, we wouldn't have a podcast. I don't know. I don't know. Street goes both ways, sir. A decent portion of the conversation, something that I want to focus on, is about the upcoming Street Food Expo, which is happening the day after this podcast release. But, but Chef Tony has been working with a lot, you know, a, a huge number, 40-plus food trucks. It's an amazing that, number of food trucks. I don't know if they're all part of the, well, I guess they're not all part of the Queen City Food Truck Associate, Association beers because there are food trucks coming from Dayton and southern kentucky and all different parts of the midwestern area so this saturday june 25th from 11 a.m to 10 p.m at vegetable park the street food expo they have live music including the closing act of the naked karate girls which is cincinnati's favorite party band they are they have like a kid zone they They have all they are they more naked than the bare naked ladies Yes, in the best way possible. Okay. Joe, uh, can you sing <laughs> one week for us? Ooh. <laughs> no. One week. Since you looked at me. All right. Ch- chicken to, to China to Chinese chicken. Do you have a drumstick in your brain? Stop the chicken. They still need volunteers for the Street Food Expo. Oof. So if you are, if I can get this edited and published Oof. before Friday, they're only looking for four-hour shifts, so not huge, terrible amounts of time. You get a free T-shirt. You get to park on site, so you don't have... They have a shuttle that's going to be running, which I'll talk about here in a second. You can park on site. You get, I believe it's $50 in street food bucks. So you basically get to eat for free, and you get to have a hell of a good time. If you are attending the Street Food Expo on Saturday... They have a free shuttle that's running from Deerfield High School's parking lot from 1 p.m. all the way up through close. The last shuttle is supposed to leave the Food Truck Expo at 10.45 p.m. Queen City Food Truck Association Chef Tony helps with so many different aspects of the food truck ownership experience i don't even know what the right yeah, word I mean, is everything. Like, i mean food truck owners who have problems with their food trucks go to his uh shop and and they get you know repairs and that sort of thing but they also go to him and and 
resources to be able to help them with understanding social media. Mm -hmm. uh, that was one of the big things I was going to say. He'll help, I don't want to say train them, but help talk to them about social media and how to really promote their food truck. It, it is really cool to, to get into talking about uh, somebody who wants to be in a brick and mortar and, and what that investment is and what you need to have. Not just not just with equipment and and uh, but also labor in in this day and age, uh, currently with the with the labor structure we have, which is is very tough uh, to find uh, people, and then tough to find people. It's always tough to find good people, but it's tough to find just anybody right now. Uh, versus a food truck, you know, right, you right. you could. Uh, build a go into a brick and mortar and make 2.5 million in a year, but the food truck that makes 250 thousand may actually gross uh, or net not gross may actually net more profit right. than you know the the brick and mortar. And, and that's one of the things that they talked about on this episode. They definitely talked about the differences crazy. with food trucks and brick and mortar shops and how. A lot of entrepreneurs that want to do something in the restaurant industry are leaning towards food trucks as opposed to a brick and mortar location. And I just want to say, because it's brewery related, Catch a Fire food truck started as a food truck that was parked right outside Matry 1.0. Yep. yep. Now they two have two locations yeah. with a third to open. Yes. So and they were featured in a magazine for how much they grossed. Yeah, I think it was probably 2019. Um, but they did over a million dollars in sales That's out crazy. of Matry 2.0. It's all, you know, we, we need to support local. We need to uh, support these businesses that show up and, and, and are at our festivals and get out there and, and get the food, man. And when you're at a festival, don't say, I'm going to leave so that we can go eat. Eat at the businesses that are there. There have been times when there'll be food trucks at a brewery. Like, I'll, I'll use Westside because that's typically what this happens at. Like, maybe Josh and I just, we have enough beer at home. We don't want to spend the extra money to drink there, but we'll go out, pick up food to go from the food truck, and then just go home. More often than not, we get a pint or two at sure. the brewery as I well. Mean, sure. But there are plenty of, there have been times where, I don't say plenty of times, but there have been times to where the actual food truck and what they're offering is the bigger draw than the brewery that we know we're going to be to multiple times. We don't know when we're going to see that food truck again. And I just want to say, because I only have a couple other notes on this episode, I could listen to Tony read the phone book. Noam had him read off of, the ah, beer, off of a beer can. I have notes on this. Yes, yes, <clears throat> Joe. Let I us, think yes, Chef Tony on. should do voiceovers for yes, reading labels. Yes, um, In a world but, 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 how would that, filled with food what, trucks. What, what should, In a world where food trucks dominate the landscape. <laughs> that was good. Is it? And I am for hire, by the way. There we go. <laughs> I am totally a money slut. I am Ten ten percent of all voiceover fees come to Truth Beer Pod for us to do more fun stuff. Uh, Joe, I am sorry. Please no, continue. No, no, no. So what would we, we, what would, what would we call yeah. Chef Tony? Would we call him uh, voiceover Tony, I guess? Oh, he would need a name change. He, he would, yeah. I mean, although Chef Tony, the voiceover king, does have a certain ring to it. Yeah. So okay. We've got we'd like have to work 16 minutes I know, before this place I know. And we, still and have we to need talk to do about, Bruce guys. Yes. I have two more notes. Yes, sir. Um, the gnome says he doesn't feel like he is aging, 
But half the episode was the gnome saying, back in my day. <laughs> um, Aging back is a in bitch. my day. Yes. Says the you guy who's know. younger than at least the two of us. And the gnome's dad has the best white elephant gifts. Uh, this, for sure. Yes. This is yes, true. Absolutely. This is true. Absolutely. Go listen to the episode. You'll figure it that shit great. out. Even though it wasn't beer specific, everyone has been to a brewery that's had a food truck. And so therefore you have had a connection to Chef Tony, even if you didn't realize it. Listen to the episode. Support the gnome. Sign up for his Patreon. He doesn't do a whole lot of Patreon specific content. He's working on it, but he does amazing things for, for Cincinnati Craft Brewery. So... Give him your money if you're able to. All right, Twitter poll. Here we go. So uh, the gnomes, uh, what is it? Father-in-law, right? Mm -hmm. Father-in-law uh, gifted uh, the gnome and his wife. Oh. Uh, number one, uh, f uh, foldable coasters. Mm -hmm. And number two, uh, silicone pints, silicone pint glasses. Like the unbreakable pint glasses. Right? Or number three. Edible underwear. What do you think? I'm going for edible underwear. Hit hit us up on Truth Beer Pod. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> All right. Let it. So we've been here for way too long, as like always. Four hours. This place is going to be shutting down soon, and we are not going to give Bruce Guy's Happy Hour the the amount of time that it really deserves for this recap. You have another dad joke before we get into Bruce Guy's? Yes. Let's well, do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, the, the gnome is working full time now at home. Mm -hmm. Full time. Uh, well, no, I'm gnome. very excited for him, right? Yeah, yeah we yeah. all are. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy to hear it. Uh, but did you hear about the yacht builder that had to work from home? I did not. I no, did yacht. No, no, I didn't. I did not. His sales went through the roof. Oh. <laughs> You really brought it today. He did. You really, we, really brought it today. I, we I, didn't even directly say, hey, Joe. No, once I you, told we, you. I no, told, no, no. I told yes, you. you but, I, but I don't know if you told him. I was no. like, you better bring the fucking no. dad jokes. And that's what I was going to say. We talked about this like like a couple days ago. It's like, yeah, Joe should be on the show. Like So far, he's still coming. He's, but we we had said, man, he. we hope that he has dad jokes. And my God. Okay, Bruce Guy's happy hour. I am so sorry to Brett and Mike because we do not have the time that we need to they don't spend care. They don't on listen. this. Do they? Uh, or do they not? They, do. they might. Know. They might be fans. They may. They, got, they might be uh, our Brett biggest Coleman fans. Brett Coleman Baker, uh, you know, uh, brewer and proprietor of uh, Urban Artifact, <laughs> and then they have Michael D. Morgan, who is a brother <laughs> on his mother's sister's side with Tracy Morgan. That Steven Seagal impression was ridiculously good. Yeah, thank you. All right, Bruce Guy's happy hour. This is really ridiculously amazing. I knew. All of I them knew. are. I called it, Julia. I told you. I said, you know, with the with the guests they've had so far, they are gonna get Charlie Papazian. The they did. They got Charlie fucking Papazian, who is the father of home brewing, who Hell is yeah. the creator of the craft brewers. Uh, the Home Association, the, the GABF. The GABF. The, he's this, the founder of Craft Beer Festivals. That's correct. It's they ridiculous. Got the fucking guy, you know, these two guys who, by the way, I I feel the gravitas from these guys. They, Speaking they are, of gravitas, 
Have you ever been called an STD as a term of endearment? Uh, <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, not even not... in high school? Ah. Mm. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> Mike no. has a very strange nickname. <laughs> yeah. But no, that this was every single one of their episodes we have always said this is amazing the guests that they were able to get on the show the conversations that they were able to have and this is no different at all i'm gonna call a shot jim okay. cook's next mm. i i hope so i wouldn't be surprised like i hate to say like i wouldn't be surprised because i'm still going to be ridiculously excited when i'm gonna say it when that happens yeah but th this was it might not be the next episode but one of their episodes my god yeah how could uh, it how yeah, yeah i mean yeah, how yeah, can yeah. you not right i mean when yep. we're talking about and 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 possibly sam kelly i mean i mean that 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 could come up as well i but, still uh, want a women-centric episode as well all the women oh, that play sure. such a huge I'd role in the upcoming that, of, cra of craft beer in america and, 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 and they've uh, even said it too they've even mentioned and, and how jim, important if they been. have jim on he may be uh, sure. uh, he may talk to that sure yeah but yeah. but charlie papazian uh the episode was fantastic for all of us that homebrew uh, Joe, Caroline, myself—I don't know why you don't, Julia, Josh. <laughs> um, uh, I do. I did want to say. Oh, my bad. Go, Marco. No, it's fucking amazing. These guys got Charlie Papazian, and he's totally cool and chill and awesome on the episode. I don't have his book, although his book is the Bible of Home Brewers. Uh, the Bible of Home Brewing, but I wouldn't have been a home brewer if he wouldn't have done what he did when he did and he did it before it was fucking legal and that's one of the things i had written down and brett and mike both touched on this near the end of the episode but i had written down that there is a a huge common thread between everyone that they've talked to so far <laughs> in that when home brewing was illegal and all of these maestros of this industry were doing it they almost wanted to get caught because their thought process was if i get caught it's publicity for homebrewing which is something but that they mentioned near the end of the episode as well so he was a teacher and uh, and then he he was a nuclear engineer and a preschool teacher or oh, elementary school teacher right yeah Holy almost crap. like you joe i mean very yeah. almost like yeah. and lee. almost like you not quite and that lee. means lee needs and, to become a homebrewer next uh, and lee lee but, we're calling you out uh, but the thing is that uh, joe do you have notes comments i do i have comments um so about that specifically um so if homebrewing if homebrewing was illegal in the 70s how did you as a brewer how did you learn and make a product like if you wanted to open up your own business, right? So how did you pitch your business plan to a bank to get a loan? Or did you go to the bank and say like, That's true. hey, bank investors, I've never brewed beer before, but- Air quotes, I've never brewed. But I want to open up my own brewery. But that's that. That's really part of it, Joe, is that he he didn't care. He, he was going to teach people to homebrew and then he was going to create a uh, a magazine. He was he was going to create a, a center uh, via this magazine for mm. people to know how to homebrew when it was still illegal. 
Right. 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 That blows my mind, though. But so the, the, the other guests that they have, they did do that. They did brew it legally. Right, right. And then well, they did open their own business eventually. Right. Well, the, just, the dates that I've written down in this was it was in 76-ish is where Charlie kind of started the newsletter about it, even though it was still illegal. But then it got all the way to 78, which is when the Home Brewers Association was, I think, kind of roughly officially founded. And that's when the law started to change, saying, okay, home brewing is all right. It's not, I don't think it was fully legal across the United States, but it was more accepted to where people weren't going to be flat out arrested for making beer in their home. But also, I love the story about how they got copies of their newsletter across the United States. It was quite literally a very physical, manual, grassroots effort to even get word out, which is how the Homebrewers Association was and able to be started as a nationwide... For sure. And then Charlie takes you through uh, how he went overseas and was involved in a, uh, a beer event. And he's mm-hmm. like... How do, uh, how do I do this? How do I get all the best beers in, in America to, to be in one place? And he decided, I'm, go- I'm just going to start an event. So he started an event because he went overseas. And right. it's, it's grown into the, the... The mainstay of where craft brewers from around the nation, around the United States can come together and talk together, talk to one another, yeah, compare it, their beers, have them judged, you know, by it, these independent it, panels. It grew, it grew into something where it was just, you know, 10 or 20 breweries bringing their beers to an event mm-hmm. that you couldn't get everywhere right. uh, to now it's, it, it's a conference where people come and, and brewery professionals uh, come and you know, uh, tout their wares or mm-hmm. their influence or, or their information. And then breweries are able to uh, show their wares and, and, and let people outside of their markets taste their stuff. And then it's also uh, a, a contest where breweries send their stuff. And, and it's, it's the premier beer uh, judging festival I mean, throughout so, uh, essentially the world. So is it almost fair to say that Charlie is almost the godfather of the craft beer community when I it would, comes to brewers? I would say so. Yeah. Almost would, like Johnny Appleseed. It, absolutely. I, <laughs> absolutely. I, I would say so. And, and he's, I love that. He's, Great tie-in with the episode title. He's extremely, extremely humble. And oh, yeah, that's yeah. not the way he thinks of himself, but I absolutely think that because of of the passion of this man, and when mm. he talks in business today, when you talk to quote unquote passionate people mm-hmm. and motivated people, you get this sort of stereotype in your head. When you talk to Charlie Papazian, or when you hear Charlie Papazian. That's not the version of the person you get. Right. The version of the person you get is the the hippie way back then, and that just sort of, sort of loosey goosey, you know, ended up being, oh, oh my God, I started a revolution. 
Right, like one of the quotes that, and this is a, a rough translation of a quote that they use on the show, he's pretty much the bored nuclear engineer that just wanted to drink good beer. Yeah. So he started, just started brewing it on his own. Um, I do, we need to wrap up. This place is going to close. We all need to get home. And I hate that we waited for this recap until the very end because we didn't know the power was going to go out we didn't know that we were going to have these delays in getting the episode there uh, we're here this is what we got yes so one of the really really cool things that i absolutely loved about this conversation which if you're not listening to bruce guys yet i don't know what's wrong with you it is one of the most amazing cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts out there right now Half of, of Charlie's classes, his homebrew classes, were comprised of women who were homebrewing. Yep. And his thought on that was it's because there weren't enough things out in breweries that they wanted to drink, so they had to brew their own. They had to figure out, well, I'm going to make what I want to drink. That's interesting. Which ties into the whole, I would love to see if, if Brett and Mike end up having a more women-focused episode as part of this season or maybe next season would be great i'm sure they're thinking about it they are incredibly smart guys i'm sure that this that the subject of women in craft brewing and craft beer history it it is not past them they are they've even said many times in their episodes they're fully aware of the role that women have played i'm really excited to see what they utilize their platform with for that uh let's see they talked about the origin of the name and the term microbrewery and how that tied to the computer world, which is yes, really, really cool. Yes, it did. It did. So listen to the podcast yeah. to find out how that is connected. And then, Judy, did you have any other final notes before we wrap this all up in a not a very pretty bow, but a messy bow, but a bow nonetheless, as we need to get out of here before producer Ben kicks us out of here? Well, I, I, do, I have two, two thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Jobs was a brewer. True that. True yes. that. That is, yes. that is my... Way, Hidden hidden tease. Steve Jobs was a brewer. You learn about uh, his uh, brewing and and some of the people he bumped into uh, when you listen to the pod. Good good call. Yep. And then uh, or a good shout, yes. as some would say. <laughs> they listed a lot of countries that had quote the best beer in the world, mm-hmm. but they didn't list Germany. This is true. Um, and I agree that French beer is mediocre. <laughs> it's, as, yeah, as it's, the it's mediocre in fuck France. Uh, so, there we go. Uh, so, there we go. Hey, uh, this was awesome. Uh, we need to do our thing. And Yes, uh, let's so, wrap up and then we'll cheers. Joe, thank you for coming. Uh, Thanks for having me. Truly <laughs> yeah. were uh, fun to have and, and a true add to the show. The dad joke slayed. Let yeah. Me, before, before we give kind of our thank yous, I just want to say, well, a, a big thank you to all of our listeners, to everyone that is that has remained with us until the end of this episode. If you like what we're doing, as I said in the beginning of the show, like, review, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Follow us on social media at TruthBeerPod. Email us with any comments, suggestions, anything like that. TruthBeerPod at gmail.com. Or Unless it's a complaint or sponsorships, please reach out to us. Blocks, we're looking at you. Complaints about the show at Raging Hop on Twitter. Send them that way. And if you would like to send a couple of bucks our way to buy more beer, to upgrade our equipment, to get better at mobile equipment or video equipment, truthbeerpod.com has a big blue support us link. Joe, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Caroline!
Brian. Thank you for <laughs> letting Joe leave the basement and come sit with us for the evening. Marco, thank you for being amazing as always. And let's cheers and let's get the hell out of Ben's hair. And we will see you guys next week. What do you say? Sounds good. Sounds cheers. Good. Cheers, guys. Hi, everybody. It's Marco here with Julia from uh, Truth Beer Pod. I uh, just wanted to take a moment to uh, really speak about something that, you know, I don't know if a lot of people talk about, whether you're in the brewing industry, hospitality industry, restaurant industry, or not, just, uh, you know, any other sort of field that you may be in. There are times uh, that sometimes you need to talk to someone. And what's important is that everybody know that uh, life is worth living and tomorrow is something that uh, can bring on uh, new and exciting and, and beautiful promises. So for those of us that uh, work really hard in this particular industry, I just wanted to take a moment, and Julia agreed, and to let everyone know that uh, you matter. So with that being said, uh, Julia, um, why don't you give our listeners uh, some information on you know, if or when uh, they feel that way, who to contact or how to contact them. Yeah, if you need to reach out to someone and you don't feel comfortable calling a friend, a family member, going through, if your company has some type of employee support system, you can always call the Suicide Prevention Hotline. Their number is 1-800-273-8255. If you don't want to talk to someone, but you would rather text someone instead, they do have a text line. You can text the number 4 and then the word HOPE, for HOPE, that is 44673 to 741741. And then starting July 16th nationwide, there will be a new number very similar to 911, but just for, for just mental health purposes, 988. So again, 988 starts on July 16th. And remember, it is perfectly okay to not be okay. We just want you to reach out and talk to someone if, if you ever see the need to. Thanks, Julia.